And we're back with episode 11, take two. Take two. <laughs> False yeah. start. Uh, apparently, we forgot to hit the record button before we started this morning. But uh, uh, So let's go ahead and rehash what nobody else has heard. Yeah. Um, we talked about you swallowing a bug. Yeah, I swallowed a bug um, on back from our bike ride. And, you know, so with that, very, very infrequently do you find yourself getting to use a Goodwill hunting line. Yeah. Ever. Uh, okay. And like I don't I remember the bug. <laughs> I don't uh, remember that. Or was that Rounders? It was definitely. Uh, I think it was. It Rounders. was a Matt Damon line. Uh, so I was really stoked as I was choking and nearly dying this morning that I actually got to whip out a movie quote because like that's a total badass way to come out of that. It is, yeah. Uh, so you might find. I, and I didn't even notice it when you did it. <laughs> oh, so disappointed. Uh, you might find yourself asking, "What the hell was I doing swallowing a bug before the podcast?" Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't ask that myself because I was there. <laughs> yeah, you, you were watching. A um, couple weeks back, I decided I wanted to uh, get back into shape, so I went out and uh, kind of got a bike. Came in this week, and uh, Matt and I went out for a, uh, a little bike ride this morning. It was the first time I'd actually gotten some real time on my bike. And as soon as we got home, we were, like, putting stuff back and getting ready to uh, try and breathe again, taking a big old breath, and bug flew right in the back of Well, and throat. I think geographically, the, the, the part that most people are missing is that you live kind of on top of a hill. Yes, I do live on top of a so, hill. So the first part of the ride was great. We went off, and we... Blasted down the hill at yep. uh, 37 miles an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we came <laughs> back at 2. Uh, a, little, a little under, because yeah. uh, uh, turns out I'm out of shape, and I still haven't sorted out how to use my gears effectively. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, when my brain is not working, and I'm like, like uh, 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 it's really hard to think of gear, gear ratios. ratios. <laughs> yeah, physics. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing, though, uh, that we started talking about before we reset uh, was the one piece of equipment that you're still missing, uh, which is how I knew we went 30 seven miles an hour. Yeah. Or at least uh, I did. <laughs> you told me how fast you were going. I didn't think you were lying. Yeah. So. Um, which is the, the bike computer, which is uh, which is what they call them, is bike computer, which is a, I, I've always kind of felt a misnomer because it's really just kind of a glorified speedometer. You mean I can't get Twitter on my bike? You can't get really much other than speed and distance type calculations. That's but, reasonable. But that's a bunch of, that's valuable information, especially when you're, when you're, Trying to figure out how hard you're working, yeah, and stuff, yeah. So I usually know how hard I'm working by the fact that my lungs are trying to jump through my mouth. Yeah. So have you started <laughs> looking at? Uh... I did some poking around on bike computers, and uh, it, as I've been looking at bike stuff, I found that uh, like any other sport and or hobby, uh, people have gone like batshit crazy with differentiation. Yeah. So I uh, focused on the important bits, you know, bike and gear and all that, and now I'm kind of moving into the phase where I need to get myself uh, a bike computer. So yeah. Uh, what kind of things should I be looking for? So, I, I, and I've gone through this twice uh, because I, I bought a bike computer uh, for when I first got my bike, and at some point uh, I tried remounting it on the handlebars, and I didn't do a very good job of it. And so, as I was traveling with uh, it on uh, <clears throat> hanging off the back of my car, at some point I lost that <laughs> that speedometer. All right. <laughs> so I, I'm on my second one now. So. Uh, I think the first thing is, and I don't know when this change has happened, but over the last five years or so, mm -hmm. the wireless technology um, has gotten pretty good, good okay. enough that it's reliable. It's reliable. I don't have any problems with it, and um, uh, and you don't end up having to run a wire and wrap the wire right. around your, your your spoke. So my like, my bike what, looks really pretty right now. I don't really want to start adding extra shit on it exactly. until I decide what I want. So really, all you end up it is this teeny little gauge mm -hmm. that is you. Does it live in your spokes or something? Yeah, there's a little spoke gauge on your spokes. There, so you end up with a little a little uh, magnet that hangs on your spokes and then a little reader that you mount on your forks. Okay. So every time the magnet passes, passes by, by it's... It, it, it ends up seeing it. And then it, it sends up data to the little uh, mount on your handlebars. All right. And that's about it. Now, and I, what the, about charging? 
How often do you need to charge it? Never. Never? No. Okay. So, like, the, the one that I've got on there I've had for two years, mm-hmm. it's still on the same original no. batteries. Uh, do you have, is the batter, are the batteries just for running the LCD, or do they, are there batteries down on the forks? There's reader both. Two? But I think it goes to sleep, so if it doesn't get a reading ah. for a while, it just it just goes to sleep. Okay. And it, and it's only sending the information, you One know, way. Uh, two feet. Yeah. And so... It doesn't need a very big... It doesn't big, need a big... Yeah, yeah it's, it's not sending out a lot of power. Now, here's the other thing uh, that I like. My first computer didn't have this, my second one does, is a cadence meter. See, now, what exactly is the benefit of a cadence meter for, like, say, just everyday writing? Right. So for everyday writing, it, it, it can probably be something that you can skip out on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you're trying to improve your performance, it's nice to know how fast your legs are spinning, right? right. So it's, it, the cadence meter is, is basically <laughs> how many rotations you're doing per second. Again, I know how fast my or legs are spinning. They're like, fuck I, you, stop <laughs> moving! And I'm, I'm, I'm telling it for everyone else. Uh, it is good, right? So, so generally you want to spin faster uh, than, than hard. Because when, when I first started biking, you know me, I like to like just muscle through things, right? So I yeah. was like, you're Hulk, and I'm always in the highest gear, and I'm just going to like so, power through it. For those of you uh, that have never seen do uh, seen Matt do any kind of physical activity, uh, if you've ever had a dog, and you've played Frisbee with him, and that dog just tear-assing after that Frisbee, and he comes back with a Frisbee in his mouth, barely able to walk, he's like, his front legs are collapsing in front of him, he's like, gets up, and you throw it again, and he runs after it. Uh, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much the way I, I, I operate. Uh, if it's something I really like to do, yeah, I just kind of go all in. Yeah. Uh, but more efficient way to cycle is to ride in a lower gear at a higher RPMs. But getting your RPMs up above ninety, I don't know for me is a little bit hard. Right. Um, I mean, some people are like riding up at one hundred and twenty, and so being wow. able to see that you know you can you can spin faster and what your cadence is is a good thing to be able to track as you ride. See, now I had my BPMs up to about two hundred ish. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I think you were pushing <laughs> at least one ninety. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. So with the cadence meter, though, you end up with another sensor uh, that mounts on your your pedals. Okay. And so you've got another. Uh, sensor and, and and thing that basically work, mounts on your okay. Uh, set. So the the other thing is is when you set up your bike computer, it right. just counts the rotations per second. Okay. Or rotations per you know whatever. Like, yeah. um, so you do have to program in the uh, so so it doesn't know how fast you're going, right? Because it doesn't know how big your wheels are. Right. So you do have to. Most of them have a little chart that comes with it, and you just program in. You know, you, you read off <laughs> you the program little, in, aka you hit some buttons until it works. Yeah, basically. So you basically have to. The only program you usually end up having to do is programming in, like get the number off your tires to right. tell what how big your tires are, and then enter that in. Now how does it handle right. um, going backwards? Can you unwind the clock, as it were, by uh, moving your wheels backwards? Uh, yeah, you reduce your odometer that way. Nice. But, uh, so it works just like it ought to, not like it does in real life? No, it actually, <laughs> that, that will just, again, just click the sensor so it just makes it look like right. you're going fast. All right. Um, and I can't tell the difference between forwards and backwards. Are there any... Uh, any now, uh, you could get really high tech and get, like, you know, GPS watch. Like, Garmin's got some new GPS watches so out. I've looked are. at GPS watches in the past just for fun. Yeah. And I've, I've thought about grabbing them for when we go on hiking trips, right? Yeah. But... They're really super expensive. Yeah. They look nerdy. You're looking at like... And they don't have battery life to last long enough for <laughs> hiking. Yeah, no, no. So for like the uh, like the, the, the watch ones, which the triathlons are big into, um, those tend to, you know, you can get eight hours out of them. Right. And then you have to recharge it. Um, 
And I know Garmin just came out with one, a new model. I just released in like January, February, March, sometime in the last couple of months. Right. Uh, that is actually waterproof, so you can actually supposedly use it to track your swimming. Oh, wow. Also, which That would actually cool. be kind of a cool thing to watch because you get to see how far you're blown away by... Uh, or not blown, but pushed away by the yeah, surf and, and it, it has a little bit of problems uh, because when your arm goes, when you're swimming, if you're when you're doing your stroke, when your arm's like you know <laughs> a foot and a half under the water, right, uh, you can't really pick up a GPS signal. So it tends no. to uh, flake out a little bit on the swim, but it generally works. And uh, it's also a little less bulky than the right. the ones like, in the past. Some of the ones in the past have been like the. And I can't remember the model number, but it's it, it was it's like a it looks like one of those old computer watches that right. I remember the guys had Dude, in grade I, school guys, that, that we all those. wanted. I wanted one of those so bad. I saved up for months and months and months and months and got one eventually. But oh my god, the calculator watch. Yeah. Oh my god, that was like geek central. And everybody wanted one because, and at the time I was in like fourth grade, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh my god, that would be so awesome. I I just <laughs> ace my math tests. I could do math on my wrist. Forget the fact that it takes like forty minutes to type in a single uh, anything. Oh my god, I've I've had calculator envy my entire life. The because <laughs> when I was in when I was in grade school, I always wanted the calculator watch. And then when I got into college and I'm doing physics and stuff, right. uh, everybody else had like the the uh, HP graphing yeah, calculator. HP graphing calc. I have one of those still. It's yeah. awesome. And, well, the 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 the, the poor people. <laughs> Had the 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 Tandy the T one hundred or whatever they were I can't remember the model of those was the Texas Instruments yeah. it was Texas Instruments yep. the TI one hundred or five hundred something can't like that yeah which was kind of the but but the people who really had their shit together had the HPs which were fully programmable yep. and you could do all kinds of other stuff so uh, I, I had by the way everybody else in my physics class and calculus classes had those I had a simple scientific calculator <laughs> oh jeez yeah I did that it sucks. all the hard way. Yeah, when uh, when I was uh, looking at calculators when I went to the U, um, the thing that they were suggesting everybody get was the TIs. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, because, you know, I just graduated, got a bunch of, so, yeah, with my graduation money, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, let's see, I'm going to buy a really expensive calculator that can do uh, derivatives and integrals. I can just type them in like right. they look on the effing page. Yeah, yeah. And it will tell me an answer. Yeah. And you could do <laughs> you could do like calculate matrices. Yep. And I think like the HP you could actually save equations. So if you yeah. had like a specific equation, like oh to solve this problem which I studied for right now, here's the equation I got to yep. put in. No, no. Yeah, it was awesome. And like I had a scientific calculator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. We were literally everybody else in the in the class would be sitting in there uh, in one of the engineering classes. Like I was in uh, statics or dynamics or something, mm-hmm. and uh, you'd have to solve for matrices, right. which in, on paper. Is a pain in the ass. Yes. Uh, and they're all just like, dink, dink. And yeah, meanwhile, I'm another five <laughs> minutes of calculating out the matrices uh, by hand, which I don't even remember how to do that. I just remember yeah. it was a pain in the butt. There's a whole bunch of things like that that I don't remember. Yeah. Quadra- quadratic equation. I had to do those the other day. Yeah. Uh, and by other day, I mean a couple of years ago, but. <laughs> for what? Uh, I think Sid was studying for the GMAT. Okay. And they had some quadratic equations. Yeah. I don't like, here's what I don't understand about the GMAT. It's for business people, right? Yeah, I don't know why you would why, ever have... Like, why are they doing math? Because in my experience, business people doing math never works out. They should go hire an accountant or a finance guy to take care of math for them. Well, I'm even thinking on, like, uh, when they would have a multivariable yeah, okay. equation that they'd have to solve that you'd have to use the quadratic equation for. Well, in my experience, 
business people aren't the ones crunching the numbers. Yeah. They're the ones making business decisions based off of whatever numbers are provided. Plus, you can just do Excel for all of your... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, if, if I want to fit, like, a curve to a, you know, hey, I need to do a best fit curve to this thing, mm-hmm. I just plug it in Excel. Yeah. I can and actually... you have about four or five <laughs> different uh, options yeah, for yeah. how it's going to I can actually fit. graph, not only that, in Excel now, I can, like, graph out, oh, hey, here's how this looks, and when it gets, like, advanced, like, and then I can go, best fit curve. I click a button. I used to have to calculate that stuff when yeah. it was in not college. anymore yeah. it's much nicer so technology is awesome i will go out oh, uh, back to the i'm not sure how we went from bike computers <laughs> to you best had, fit curve and quadratic equation you yeah. had calculator envy um are there good brands out there because when i looked online there's a ton of different uh, bike computers out there and you know i don't have with my two bike computers i don't know that i have <laughs> enough experience to say one brand versus another right. i think both of mine have been cat eye and i've been happy with them actually okay. my current one the cat eye it's a one button and it, it's everything goes from one button in fact the whole thing is just a clicker it's like a it's so like a it's like an apple mouse this there's may, really this just one may be a problem for me you're familiar with my inability to operate anything with under six buttons correct I know, which is weird that you're like a fan of the Mac. Because well, the whole Mac mouse paradigm of, hey, it's just one giant, the new ones, which is just the entire mouse is a giant button, which seems like. So, <laughs> I don't know. Real I, I about can't. that, like, you still have single and double click. Single click is like clicking with a right. finger, and double click is clicking with two fingers, or right clicking, excuse me, right, is right. clicking with two fingers. Or I could just use my other finger. Yeah. Right. No, but that's like, why I'm, 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 when I'm. Yeah. So if you want to talk usability on laptops, which, which, and, and, and so strangely this again, wasn't even a topic, but we're going to go there anyway. But I'm, I'm talking the mouse though, the the, the little the little. Oh yeah, yeah. when I'm when I'm sitting at my desk, soap mouse that looks like yeah. Yeah, I don't use that. Yeah, okay. I have one for meetings to like run the projector and whatnot, but yeah. that's it. Um, when you're working just straight off your laptop, yeah. having a big goddamn uh, trackpad. No, I think is that's awesome. awesome. No, no, like, I, I'm completely on board with that. I think that is. When when they're selling, uh, when you, when I look at some laptop and I see some teeny little trackpad on yeah. it, and you're like, "What? Get, get get this the hell out of here!" No, no exactly. The, the Macs with the trackpads are killing it. I yeah. think they've done that right. They've also the gestures that they've uh, built into the OS. Once you get used to them, it's like anything, right? Yeah, uh, they're awesome. No, I, it's I, a lot was, faster to shift around. I was just stuff. ripping on the iMac uh, mouse. You know that looks like yeah. a, like a, a, looks a like used bar of soap, and there's yeah. no buttons, and you just like somehow Dove um, did not sue them yeah. for that. <laughs> you just like the click is just like you just slap it with your hand, the yeah. whole palm down. The uh, the newer ones actually have um, the same resistive touch or not resistive touch. They have the same touch technology that the trackpads do. Oh yeah, yeah. So you can actually tap on the left side or tap on the right side, but That's you have to pick cool. your hand up. You can't have two fingers down because you can also do two finger gestures. I always so, so you have to like to right click. You have to lift your finger up and click on the right, which is kind of yeah. Well, weird. and I've noticed, I, I, and I haven't used one yet, but I know Microsoft came out with some mice recently that have the capacitive like t- like it's touch sensitive as opposed to click sensitive. And I always kind of wondered how that works because I just like to rest my fingers in that same area, yeah. and it would just go oh you you just clicked, but I didn't click. I, a little more yeah. pressure to click. I don't know. But yeah, I haven't actually tried it yet. So Mac talk. Yeah, <laughs> we're like on fire with new concepts that we didn't even bring up in the pre-show meeting. We're doing awesome for that. So let's talk about um, since we've been talking about all the shit we need to buy. Let's talk about actually buying stuff. Okay. Um, I have a Discover card. It's awesome. It gets me points. I can spend my points on Amazon. Um, yeah. which is actually pretty handy for me because that's where I order groceries and pretty much everything else I buy. Yeah, you just can't use it anywhere else because uh, <laughs> nobody accepts Discover. <laughs> a lot of places accept Discover, um, but it is one, it, I do occasionally run into the yeah. problem where I can't use my card. Isn't, is 
Discover still like a branch of Sears? Wasn't like didn't they start out as like a, a, a part of the Sears Corporation? I don't know. For some reason, I seem to believe that. I, this could be completely incorrect. <laughs> You're starting an urban myth right now. I, I'm just making it up. I like it. So, uh, anyways, I love my Discover card. It's great. Um, Does it pay to Discover? Yes, it pays to Discover. Uh, <laughs> this episode brought to you by. No. Um, this is our first attempt to get a sponsorship. <laughs> Discover, listen to us. Please. People are listening. Um, one of the nice things about my Discover card, and this is sort of a good and a bad type situation, um, my Discover card has been stolen mm, about once a quarter for the last mm, year or so. And by stolen, you mean like somebody like jacked like, your your, your yeah. number. It didn't get lifted out of your wallet. Yeah, exactly. So what happens is I'm like cruising around working, and I go to like buy a CD or something, and my credit card doesn't work. I'm like, that's weird. And then I get a call almost instantaneously. Like, honest to God, I'll use my like I tried to use my card at the car wash a couple weeks back. Uh, and it declined my card, and I was like, that's weird. Because the car wash doesn't accept Discover. The car wash does accept Discover. <laughs> Screw you. Uh, so anyway, uh, I get a call almost in- immediately from Discover saying, hey, we want to let you know we've disabled your card because uh, there's some charges that we don't think are yours. Have you been spending money at the Walmart in Texas? <laughs> I'm going to guess since you're, I- we're here in Seattle... Yeah, I'm you like, haven't exactly. I'm like, uh, I don't typically shop at the Walmart here. <laughs> Apparently, Walmart will not be sponsoring right. us. Um, so the fact that there's somebody spending money on my card in the Walmart in Texas is a bad thing. Yeah. So you know, they cancel my card, they revert all the charges, and they ship me a new card. I get the new card a couple days later, right? But then you got everything that you got mapped, all your online like, yeah, accounts, your Amazon, you got to go in and reset yeah, it. You're looking at Amazon, Netflix, my internet, my television, my... Right, all your bills. All and then you start bills. getting phone calls, because I've had to, mostly due to my own uh, <clears throat> leaving cards in a bank machine or something stupid like that, <laughs> have had, to, oh, I got to cancel this card now, and then uh, and then all the things that have got mapped to it, and then I start getting phone calls from somebody, hey, you didn't pay your bill, and I'm like, yeah, that's because, oh, crap, I forgot to reset it. It's a bill that automatically goes out, and you just, yeah. yeah. It's a pain in the butt more it than is. anything. Yeah. Especially if you may have your Discover card bound to, say, the toll system to go across the bridge and oh. get the cranky emails from the government saying, you owe us three dollars and twenty five cents. Get right. on it. Right. I'm like, whatever. Okay, cool. Do you go across the toll bridge now? Uh, a couple times a week. Okay. I've okay. Been. We'll, uh, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, cause... it's basically uh, Rockinmore. Uh, yeah. The charity oh, okay. I work with, yeah, Cases yeah. Rockinmore Music Academy, opened up a uh, Redmond location. Right. So I've been helping over there with stuff. Um, but yeah, um, so I found myself this last time going. I am sick and bloody tired of every quarter changing my username because. Discover is assuming that your card has been breached somehow. They don't necessarily know the vector. So the safest way is just to shut everything off. Online account, um, credit card, everything. So that means you have to kind of re-register, get a new account, username and password. They handle everything of switching it over, right? So you don't really have any issues there. But it is a pain in the butt to change like all nine or ten of the places that your card's at. So this time... I decided that I would uh, leverage one of their new features, which is uh, the secure online account number. And what this is, is it's a virtual account number that kind of, you have your primary card, but then you can get a virtual account number to use for your online purchases. Yeah. So I went and got like a shit ton of them. I put one in Amazon, one in Netflix, one in uh, uh, my ISP. Um, hope And the, the thing about this is, is now, if one of those card numbers gets picked up, a, it can only be used at the um, 
person that charged it first, right? Right. So the Discover card, if somebody else gets that Discover card, they can't go, or that Discover card number, they can't go to uh, Walmart and spend on it. Right. Which is awesome, right? Because now there's one extra layer of protection. The other great part is, is that if one of those does get violated somehow, right? Like, let's say my, excuse me, my ISP um, has some poor security and they end up stealing credit cards or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I, largely, I trust the big people, right? Amazon, Netflix. Right, um, right. They, they all kind of have their shit together. Right. Because they have to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my tiny little ISP, maybe not so much. Or maybe the parking garage that you park or, your car at. Or maybe the parking garage that I park my car at, which is where I suspect the problem is actually coming at. Um, but... When one of those gets stolen, I will now know, A, which company it was that was not treating my uh, card number very well, and B, I won't have to go reset everybody because they can shut down that specific online or virtual card yeah. and not have to kill my primary one. So I'm hoping the next time this goes around, I'll get to keep the same username and password. I'll get to keep uh, you know, just plowing through it. Yeah. No, that's, I, 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 I didn't know that anybody did that. And uh, I'm going to have to look into similar, to see if anybody I've got does it. And if not, I may be getting a Discover card because <laughs> well, it actually sounds like a really nice feat with, with all the online transactions and everything yep. that goes on. Uh, it I, just secures what you're doing. Yep. And I did it this morning, actually. I was signing up for a uh, um, trial for Windows Azure. I've got a bunch of friends that work over there, so I thought I'd go play with it a little bit, see where yeah. it's gone in the last couple of years. And uh, I like signed in Discover card. Give me a free one or a you know virtual card. Bam, stuck it in for Azure. Hit go. Ta-da! Everything's great. Now the other thing about th that. So I've spent a little bit of time digging into these kinds of things this week. The other thing that I decided to do was, I know this is bad, but all of my passwords tend to have a fairly similar approach. They're not the same password, but they're not a million miles apart, right? Yeah. And since I'm having to change my Discover card password, and I went through and said, okay. Let's look at how I'm storing my passwords. Traditionally, how I've done it, all of my passwords live in encrypted, uh, uh, in Evernote. Evernote has an encryption feature, so you can put all your stuff in there, encrypt it. You can then access it on the web. Yep. You can access it on uh, your computers. It has, Evernote runs in every browser and every uh, OS, basically. Um, and I found that that was starting to be a little kludgy for me because I'm starting now to get more and more and more and more. Yeah. And then I have to always copy and paste. And I have to remember to update, and it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. So I went and found a program called 1Password. Uh, what 1Password does is it, act, it creates an encrypted file that holds all of your data, right? And then it has in browser integration so that you can go to a website and click a button, authenticate who you are with your strong master password, and then it will fill in all this stuff in the forms for you. Nice. So I can now go and have uh, um, really complicated passwords. It'll even generate complicated passwords it, for you. Does it sync with uh, across multiple computers or is it one PC? It syncs with multiple computers. There's actually, so the approach they took was to add Dropbox integration. Okay. So what'll happen is you'll make a change. It'll back up locally to your computer, but it will also drop a file in Dropbox that you can then access from your computer. Right. It runs on Mac, Windows, iPad, iPhone, and Android. So pretty much everything. That covers all of the OSs I'm using. Yeah. And yeah, the uh, Mac one actually, so the great, couple cool things about 1Password, uh, especially on the Mac, um, they, the launcher that I use is called Alfred. Alfred just released a new version um, this week, I think, and it has 1Password integration into it, such yeah. that I can just go, um, I created a shortcut for P, so I like start Alfred, hit P space and type discover card or discover, 
yeah. and it'll search all of this stuff in my one password, find the uh, one that closest matches, and then dink, start up discover, slam in my account information or all my username and password, and then I'm logged in. Yeah. So when I go to pay bills once a month, it's now not a matter of okay, open Evernote, wait for it to sync. <laughs> Copy and paste, unencrypt, copy, paste. Yeah. No, and I, you know, so I had some issues with uh, security this week, and I think I might end up looking into doing the exact same thing. So this, uh, I don't know, so Thursday night I've got a regular uh, game night where I play with some of the guys from work, and we play Gears of War um, on Xbox. Right. And uh, there's a limited number of slots, and sometimes, okay. you know, you, you, we're playing five on five, so if more than ten people show up, well, then you're, like, relegated to, uh, well, not playing that right. week. So I, I usually try and get on right at eight when everybody starts playing so that I can make sure that I can get in and, and, and mm-hmm. get playing. So, um, But I was helping my one daughter with some homework, and it's like... Should have got her an HP calculator. It's like 8.15, and I'm getting a little nervous, so I, I look on... So on Windows Phone, you can actually check your... Xbox friends. I know right. I'm totally geeking out here. So I like whip out the phone. I'm like, let me see if anybody's on. Let me see how much, like, how, how quickly do I got to get this homework done? Right. Uh, <laughs> now, now, how old's your like, daughter again? Uh, she's 11. So she's doing, so she's got, she's, uh, she's doing basic six, sixth grade math. Okay. So right? nothing, uh, nothing. So is there a reason your wife wasn't helping her? Uh, yeah. She's, it's, 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 it's over her head. Uh. So, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into this too much. If this gets out and I start <laughs> ripping on things, I'll be Dude, sleeping your on wife the couch. Is, your wife is never listening to our Well, she, she teaches first grade, see? Oh, so she's right? she's a master of the first grade math domain. Right, exactly. Okay. Sixth grade math. I mean, there's fractions. Well, that's a completely separate domain. I mean, you're talking the difference between addition and subtraction and addition yeah. and subtraction of fractions. God well, forbid division, And maybe? I think it was almost, you know, it's an almost algebraic problem because it was like, you know, oh, the there was questions. a car involved well, in no, speed. Well, no, the, the, the question was like, uh, what's, what's the, uh, you know, what's 70% of uh, 26 or something like that, right? Oof. So you actually have to do some little, you know, the fractions yeah. and moving things around. And, now, the interesting and, thing is if you were to make that a shoe sale, she would know that number like that. Yeah. <laughs> so my, 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 the big concern was, no, yeah. Uh, my concern was, <laughs> should I, you know, continue to help her work through the homework or should I just do it for myself? <laughs> like do it right. myself so that I can go play video games, which is, which is the... And of course uh, you chose the proper approach of helping her out and helping, helping her yourself. Out. But meanwhile, I wanted to check, see how many slots were still open. Uh, <laughs> right. And, uh, and when I get the phone tries to log into Xbox Live, I got an, an error back that I couldn't log in. And I thought, my initial thought was, because I currently right. work in the Windows phone group, uh, was, crap, we're, we're having a problem i'm gonna have to actually do work um which is really gonna block my ability to, yeah. to play video games seriously decreasing gears of so i so I, I check uh i'm like well maybe it's maybe it's actually maybe it's xbox side maybe it's not phone side let me let me check something else that logs into live id and i couldn't sync my hotmail either and i thought oh crap we're having we're really having a problem mm-hmm. then i thought wait Maybe, maybe it's not that because I, I don't see any like internal mail saying we're having an outage. And right. normally by that point, uh, things if would it's be, touching the customer, things would be a bunch of things would be blowing stuff. up and people would be calling me. And so I, I thought, nah, let me log in on my computer. And, and oh hey, when I tried to log into Hotmail, your your account's been locked, which explained that there wasn't really a widespread problem. It was just with yep. my account. So what I think happened was somebody actually tr- attempted to hack my my Hotmail account. Got the password um, wrong enough times that they put that, it in that the they, lock That state. they locked it. So I, I think that's overall a good thing. Um, 
So, so I'm happy that they locked it, right? They kept mm-hmm. somebody from eventually brute forcing and, and breaking my, my super secure password. Is it password one? It is. Uh, it's God. Oh. And, uh, Good choice. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I go into the, hey, here's how to unlock your password and, and go through that process, yep. which initially I thought, oh, this is going to be so painful to get my account back. Uh, it wasn't that bad. They asked some security questions and asked some... Emails that I sent recently, which since I'd had them downloaded in Outlook, it was, it was, it was all pretty easy. And then the message came up, cool, thanks for sending this. We'll, we'll get on this in three days. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm definitely not playing on Xbox tonight because my account's locked and right. I'm totally screwed. Uh, and then two minutes later, I got a, <laughs> a mail back. So, hey, this is going to be, they set the expectation of three days. And then two minutes later, I get back a, hey, here's how to reset your password now that your account's been corrected so they pulled a serious scotty there yeah so i uh i I fixed that i got into my my hotmail account i set a significantly stronger password than i had before god too not that my yeah it's 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 uh super god um (laughs) capital uh, is the s a dollar sign uh yeah, so it's it's dollar sign and then all the 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 o's are zeros tricky nobody's ever and then i and then i finished it with a bang nice right so um but then I thought, oh crap! Now I got to change all my other passwords for other things that m- may maybe have, similar, right? Or, well, not even that they were similar; that they've maybe like I've sent that mail into this Hotmail account, before, right. right? Where I got like account you, information that loops back. Like I don't know what if somebody I, I don't think they got in, but if they did get in, what info did they right. take? <laughs> they could have gone and reset get, one of your other passwords, had a password reset link sent to your exactly. email. And, yeah, so now I got to go back through and reset a bunch of other passwords. And now, <laughs> let's make them all different. And I was all in a hurry again because I got to go play video games. And so I'm jacked So you're up saying that most of your stuff you're locked out of right now? <laughs> yeah. No, so then I create. I had to create a password file to keep track of it as I'm doing it, but I think it would be more secure to do like... Uh, now, did you name you your doing. password file password.txt? I did not. Oh, wow, I'm impressed. No. <laughs> I named it God. Very, very religious overtones this week, dude. Are you, yeah. uh, are you having some... Uh, so, some insights? Am, yeah. I, am I feeling uh, my mortality? No. No, that's good, that's good. So uh, now... Let's say that you were and you wanted to create little uh, little shrines and little kind of dolls, or, or not dolls, like what do you call those, statues. What do you uh, suppose the best way to do that would be? You know, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways you could do it. You could uh, learn how to like do carving and whatnot. I could get like a lathe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? My dad has one of those. It's about 30 yeah. feet long and it can do steel. Oh, he's got a steel lathe? Yeah. <laughs> Does he let you play with it ever? Uh, yeah, last time I was, uh, a couple times back when yeah. I was down, I got to play with it. Oh, that's, that's, you can do cool stuff with that. Yeah. It sits right next to the um, machine that can cut three quarter inch steel. Wow. Is that like all in his garage? Uh, if it's we actually need to machine something, should we just go to your dad's house? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a five hour drive. That's three and a three, half. Three, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, there was a uh, machine shop shutting down and he walked by and was like, ooh. I'll take it all. I've always <laughs> wanted that kind of stuff and know how to and know how to use it. Yeah, Dad I, I does. Uh, yeah, he's got it out in our in the warehouse, so uh, wow. we should go down sometime. So and if play. we need like some like pieces of machined metal, yeah, we know who to go. That's to. the way to go. Uh, but anyway, so there's the machining metal, so there's you can, lathes, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, you can uh, do that, uh, or 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 uh, the the holy grail has been uh, is getting closer of just being able to replicate something nice. and it just spits out of a machine in, 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 in its current state so so are you talking about some kind of a 3d printer that's what I'm talking about nice yeah. which which you know I think I start people started hearing about what 
five, ten years ago. Well, there's been industrial. Be like, you'd watch something on the Discovery Channel, right? And you'd yeah. show like this, ma- and it was like magic that this it could just mm-hmm. do it in a, and it would still though. Like I remember watching stuff on TV, and you'd be like, you'd come out, and it would be all like, you could see the layers, like yeah. each layer that it had been made still on. Still needed so, a little sand. So it still needed, yeah, it still needed a little prime and polish to make it look good. But it, the fact that they printed out something right. out of a 3D just automatically uh, was was pretty cool. Um, so I know a couple years back, uh, MakersBot came out, which was a kind of do-it-yourself, homegrown right. uh, 3D printer that can do uh, fairly decent-sized stuff, and yeah. it was in the $300 range. Yeah, but you had to build it yourself. But you had to build it yourself. Which kind of requires some skills. Probably have to be able to solder. Yeah, you yeah. can solder. I can I've now. Seen you do it. <laughs> I can now. <laughs> I maybe couldn't a year ago. I, I mean, not that it takes more than like ten minutes of dinking around to to, to really learn to how to solder. Down. Yeah, the basics. I I couldn't like solder like you know circuit boards uh, a chip onto a circuit board or something. The, the we can work on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we I think we need a little higher end solder equipment. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, so this. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, I was gonna say. So you found something this week that is actually now kind of a re, uh, more retail-oriented, ready-to-go kind right. of printer. So like five hundred bucks. There's this company, uh, Solidoodle. Okay. I, think I, I don't know how to say the S O L I Doodle uh, <laughs> has a is is making a 3D printer that you can buy for five hundred bucks, which is not bad. Which is not bad. I mean, for what you're getting, and it'll make. Uh, I think the dimensions are uh, six inches cubed. So, so for those six by six by six. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for for those of our listeners that may teach first grade. Yeah. Um, um, which is a, which is a good sized object. I mean, I, I you can't make anything huge. You, you couldn't. No, but it's all going to be. A, uh, there, there's a lot of things that you could make that are in that realm. Like let's say that you're a comic artist, right? Yeah. And you want to prototype some uh, action figures. Yeah. You're right there. Like that's well within your range. Well, and I think that's the thing that. So I was thinking, what would a? I really want one of these. Right. But then, if I had one, how would I actually print out of it? Right. Um, uh, dildos. Besides dildos. Okay. Because um, I mean, really, I want a dildo that's bigger than six inches. I'm just saying. You got the diagonal. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, good point. So you, that's probably six squared plus six squared divided. We're seeing if Matt root, can do math. Uh, Thirty-six, uh, seventy-two. What's the square root of seventy-two? The square root of seventy-two is greater than seven. Yeah. So and greater anyway, than eight yeah. and less than nine. Yeah. So between eight and nine, eight and a half ish. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we just for those of you playing at home, that's how you estimate square roots. You take right. stuff you already know yeah. and figure out where it's at. And that's also Pythagorean theorem in my head. Um, uh, yeah, but that was cheating because it's uh, six times six, which is thirty six for it's both easy. of them. So. I know. So uh, anyhow, uh, where are we going with this? Oh, how big a dildo I can make? Yes, exactly. Right. Now we which know is- <laughs> it's somewhere between eight and nine inches long. What I uh, the the one thing though that came to mind would be uh, like the little miniatures that people use for uh, doing for like Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons, or like um, Space Marine or, or, Mech, or Warrior. Mech Warrior. Yeah, some of the other games like that. You could print those out. No, I don't. The, the only thing I don't know is if on the, the resolution is there yet. Exactly. So it might not quite be there. But those little figures, I always kind of wanted to play with. You know, like yeah. get into painting the miniature figurines. But they're like ten bucks for a little pewter. Uh, half inch tall thing, and it always seemed yeah. like a ripoff to me. So I was, but if I could just print them out on my own, that would be much which more would cost awesome. five hundred bucks to print. 
Yeah, to print, print out something yeah. you can go spend thirty dollars so on. It's more expensive, but uh, it just seems cooler that you could design your own and print them out. You could have all kinds of like you play Blood Bowl uh, <laughs> ad nauseum. So when I was a kid, I actually spent a lot of time at comic book stores. I know that's kind of a surprise that's to people. Weird. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, one of them I went to uh, had little pewter uh, spaceships. So they had like the Enterprise, a couple of different models of the Enterprise. Oh, they yeah. had some uh, Klingon birds of prey. Yeah, and excuse you me, couldn't resist, coming back. You couldn't resist those though, could you? Oh God, no! Star I brought the shit out of those. <laughs> um, and I was like, I always had the desire to paint them to match. But you know what I find about painting? Uh, you suck at it. A, I suck at it. And B, I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, I'm like. And they're pretty silver. I mean, well, here's that's the thing with the, with a spaceship. I mean, the Enterprise. It's silver, or you're gonna paint it a different yeah. shade of silver. Or and, if it's the and maybe old put ones, some, it's like gonna be white, right? And then maybe put some uh, put some lines on it or something. But yeah, I think the spa- painting a spaceship's a little less. Uh, yeah, it's not as fun. interesting than like an orc, which would be all green with like brown armor and red, or you know, I don't know. I'm getting Nerd. Geek, right now. I'm super <laughs> geeking out here. But yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot of room also in for. Uh, um, let's say you're kind of a design firm and you need something that you can put in front of a customer. Yeah. This is one of those things that really enables people, like a lot of folks, when they're looking at a screen, they have a hard time getting the 3D representation. You of can something. prototype so much cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even know what you'd be able to prototype, but you, you can prototype anything. like a new mouse for the Mac that wouldn't just be like a bar of soap. Some, something that has buttons on it. Yeah, maybe. exactly. That would be actually be cool. So, like, I'm in the same boat. I don't even know what the hell I'd use one of these things for, but I so want one because yeah. it would just be awesome. Have you seen the, uh, they're actually now printing vegetables? Uh. <laughs> so, it's, <a> s- <laughs> y- you're, you're at a loss here, aren't you? Yeah. So, it's the same idea as a 3D printer, but they changed the ink to be, um. Like some kind of, uh. Protein, carbo- carbohydrate protein vegetable crap. Thing? Really? Yeah. And it just <laughs> prints out vegetables. So, they're 3D printing food with edible. Yeah. But it's not really a vegetable. Uh, it depends I mean, on your you could make it the shape of a carrot, but it's probably and not going to taste like a carrot. That's probably well, yeah. It's probably due to uh, whatever sugar. It's going to taste like whatever and, uh, soy-based. Uh, yeah, it's going to taste like yucky yeah. Jello. Yeah, but huh. yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool though. It's kind of in the realm there of, again, like you were saying earlier with the replicators. I mean, it's still and much I think more as, manual as the technology. Yeah, I think as the technology gets better, things are going to get more. They're going to be able to print uh, different. Uh, materials out, you know, so right now it's whatever Some kind of composite plastic stuff, stuff is uh, that it comes out. But I think, you know, it's going to, somebody's going to figure out how to do it out of aluminum or, or something that's more durable and it's, it's just going to, or then, and then the next thing might be. <laughs> the additive process for aluminum would be weird. It, it would be. Don't get me wrong. But how are you keeping aluminum I no in I just, an aerated just, state uh, and kind of binding it together somehow with magical electricity? If I knew how to do that, I would be making billions of dollars right okay, now. Okay, nobody heard that. We're going to work on the patent later. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we need aerosol aluminum. Yes. We can do invisible aluminum after that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it so on a TV like, show uh, once. Yeah, I'm going to use nanobots to do it. There, fuck off. <laughs> well, I stand corrected with that solid See? argument. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ab- do Do you have any nanobots? Uh, no, but I'm going to do it just like Neil Gaiman did in, uh, or uh, not Neil. Oh my, Neil Stevenson did in Diamond Age. I'm going to have nanobots do everything. You, you almost lost your nerd card there. I, I, I know. I, I, used, <laughs> I used the wrong uh, nerd wrong author. <laughs> I, so speaking of books, I actually read a uh, a book called Rainbow's End by Werner Vinge recently. Okay. Um, 
hardcore sci-fi. That is a interesting name, by the way. Revenge. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wish I had a cool name like that because he could easily that, be an author. Is that like a German Werner with a W, or is it like it's with a V, if I remember right? Huh. That's huh. it. Yeah, does he, sound like a German name though. Oh, it does. He could also yeah. be like the lead singer of a Swedish death metal band. I'm yeah. Guessing. Yeah. Um, but he had this book that was set in the far-flung future where computers are basically integrated into your clothes and everything, and subtle movements can change. You can send, like, private messages to people. You can get instantaneous, huge, impressive displays and everything. You can get kind of basically uh, real-life interaction overlays over things. And uh, one of the concepts they had there was that there was a place where you could basically, it was like an a, uh, Amazon-esque world, or... Uh, store where you can go, hey, here's the dimension of the thing I want, here's what I want, here's what it needs to do, here's all my inputs, here's what I want it to be able to do, and just kind of drop shipped right to you. That would be kind of Custom cool. built everything. Yeah, that'll yeah. happen. I mean, it's a matter I of time. Dead, I, I don't I, expect that happen. I'll be alive for any of that cool kind of stuff. Yeah. But do you know what I was alive for? Um, space what? shuttle launch? Yeah, a couple know. of those. What I previously was calling Iron Man 3, oh, right, right. but I have actually now decided to call it The Avengers. Yeah. Because I thought it was actually a... Uh, uh, by the way, spoiler alert, because if you haven't seen it in a week, you're not a really good nerd anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, you should have seen it already. I mean, by the time... But, A, it's been out a week. It's been out, like, two weeks, if you're listening to this from London. Uh, <laughs> and I was surprised to find they released early in... Uh, Isn't that weird? This is one of the... Uh, I don't know that that I, happens very often. I don't think yeah. it does. I think a U.S. usually gets the initial release of, of big movies. Yeah, I know a guy who works over in Dublin. Because we're awesome, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he posted on his Facebook that, hey, I've already seen this. It was a great movie. And I was like, how did you how do did that? How did you do that? Because like, I, I just assumed that I'd missed the opening, right? Yeah. No, it, it opening weekend was last weekend. We went yeah. and saw it after we recorded last week's podcast. Yep. Um, I was really impressed with uh, the characterization. Uh, and kind of the writing of the whole thing, which yeah. shouldn't surprise me because... Who did it? Joss Whedon. <laughs> who, by the way, that dude is doing everything dude, these and days. He, here's the thing. I mean, Avengers has been, is massively successful. I heard something uh, this week. Uh, it actually, was on, it was on Geek Time, Howard Stern's... Uh, on the Howard Stern Network. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they were talking... It sounds like uh, it's on track to hit a billion dollars... That this is week. crazy. Now that's including you know the international monies and the monies that's making here in the US. But in two weeks, a billion with a B dollars is crazy. I mean, that's See, like... And, and I think this is one of those things where the uh, movie industry um, actually thought really carefully about how they're going to launch a movie. Yeah. Because they'd already had Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man was wildly successful for both of them, yeah. right? And then they're like, okay, we've got had a couple of Hulk movies that have been hit or miss. Yeah. We've Did you catch got, up on those, by the I way? I have not. Okay. Um, I was just curious if... if it's on my to-do list for this weekend. Yeah. Um, and they had Thor, which, depending on if you're anybody other than me, was apparently a good movie. Yeah. Um, and really, the Thor launch, the um, the Hulk movies, and Iron Man really are kind of a precursor to get you engaged with people so that when they Don't throw... Forget. Oh, Captain America. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. It's all right. Um, they were all, like, kind of... Good movies on their own right, yeah. And then you take them and mash those characters together, and you get the Avengers, and it had the multiplying effect that I suspect they were looking for. Right? Yeah, and I wonder when they decided to do that. I mean, like the Hulk movie. Uh, clearly, when the initial Ang Lee Hulk movie came out, there was no idea that no. they were going to wrap that in. And and I think even when Edward Norton's second Hulk movie yep. came out, there was there was still no plan. 
My and money probably is probably even the first Iron Man. No, the first Iron Man I think is when they'd already started planning and started to lay the groundwork. Really? Because if you remember at the end of the first Iron Man, they uh, start to bring up the Avengers stuff. I think that was the end of the second Iron Man. Because the end of the second Iron Man I'm is really where he brought they brought in uh, uh, eye patch. Fucking what the fuck's wrong with me? I can't think of um, Samuel Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, well, that was at the end of the second Iron Man. That was the second one. I thought like the, after the credits. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the first Iron Man. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure now. Yeah. Maybe it was, well, they did bring up Shield. Shield was in the first one. Yeah. So I mean, the so, fact that they were laying the groundwork there, yeah. dropping Shield around, is kind of an indicator that they knew what they were doing. Yeah, and I think by the when they by the time they came up with Captain America, they were definitely. Oh yeah, this Captain is, America this is was like, all, we're totally doing we're this. We're doing this. This is gonna happen. You're right, because Shield, because uh, uh, the Black Widow was in the second yeah. Iron Man movie, so I think there was definitely. Maybe you're right. Maybe. Yeah, I think Fury was at the beginning at the at the end of the first one. Yeah. So I think from I from. Iron Man was probably the first step of a multi-part. Plan. Oh, he had to be because Nick Fury was like midway through the second movie. He had yeah. to, he was actually in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. So I'm I, wrong. I, I think that was kind of where they started, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give this a go. We're gonna get out. We're gonna do Iron Man. It's, we're gonna you know have a solid show there because." Um, oh yeah, and Robert this, Downey Jr. is awesome. Yeah. This end of the second Iron Man, they they kind of did the intro for Thor. Right. The Thor teaser. Right, which yeah. was a total. Complete waste of everybody's awesome. time. You're wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I, need, I probably need to rewatch Thor because a lot of people that I, I actually respect their opinions. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I I don't think it was an awesome movie. Um, I think Thor was better in Avengers because I think like the character Thor is a supporting character. Yeah. Exactly. Basically, he has. And no, I think the Hulk uh, too. I think the Hulk in this movie was so good because you got just enough. Yeah. You actually got. I actually wanted a little bit more Thor yeah. or Hulk. Hulk. I want. I was like, yeah, but like. So, let's let's talk about the Hulk for a second. There's a couple things going on with the Hulk character that, a I liked, and a couple of things that left me kind of wondering what was going on here. Okay. For instance, the uh, hands down best part of the movie. Was when Loki is monologuing. Yes, he's like, "I am so much better than." And, right, right, right. And Don't then, you come talk to me, motherfucker, because yeah. I'm a god. And then, and like, the, the Hulk picks him up and just bats the fuck out of him, left, right, left, yeah. right, left, right, and boom, leaves him laying there. And I'm like, "That is awesome." Yes, like, the, the whole theater laughed. I mean, like, yeah. there was a laugh like, out loud moment there. The, and even the way they cut that in the movie, because it was drawing up to be a big, impressive. I'm gonna rain down like fucking well, thunder I and thought, death. Well, I kind of thought Hulk was gonna be like, "Oh, you're right. I'm all chaotic and shit, and you're the god of chaos or whatever." And, yeah. and I'll fucking like there was gonna be some turning, and then he was like, "Boom!" <laughs> He's like, "Sit down, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was good. Um, I really dug the uh, um, it was like, it's not Guillermo del Toro because he's a director. Um, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh, I really like Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Like, he did a great job as uh, Bruce Banner. I, and here's the other thing. I, which you haven't seen the, the, the Ed Norton Hulk yet. Right. Um, and I'm a big fan of Ed Norton. Me I too. actually think he's one of the best actors of our generation. I'll like buy our, that. Right. I mean, he's, he's just he's fucking Ed Norton. Yep. Um, and so I was a big fan of his movie. I thought he did a great job. And I was kind of disappointed when I heard that he didn't sign on to do the Avengers. Right. And I thought Mark Ruffalo, and I was actually a little disappointed. Like, not that I got anything against Mark Ruffalo. I've, I've liked some of the movies he's been in, but I was a little bit like, eh, it'd be cooler if it was Ed Norton. Uh, but he owned it. I thought he did a great job. Like, uh, Yeah, he, he, like, he uh, brought some nuance to the character that... I mean, I used to watch the Hulk TV show growing up with Lou Ferrigno and whatnot. Right, and, uh, right. That was very That was very nuanced. 70s. And uh, <laughs> ham-fisted, I think, was kind of what they were going for in the 70s. Yeah. They succeeded, like, amazingly. 
but you know, to make him kind of on the level of Tony Stark scientifically. Yeah. But I thought that was cool also too that yeah. they kind of like brought up that he's supposed to be a genius and, and yeah. yeah. They really took and made the character a lot more engaging there. Um especially since both him and Tony Stark wicked smart but kind of approaching the world from different uh yeah. different uh, worlds. Um the thing that I was a little disappointed by and they never really explained it, I guess, um was when he turns into the Hulk in the flying fortress. Yeah. He's like batshit crazy, destroying everything. Can't really think straight. Is just going right. Hog he's, wild. he's chasing after the Black Widow, but she didn't really do anything to yeah. him. So why she is just he trying to, to kill be around? Her? Yeah. And then later on, when they got the big weird fly things, all of a sudden he turns into the Hulk and he's listening. He can make choices. He can respond yeah. well. What's the difference there? Was so, one of them like he just couldn't? He got angry without intending to be angry, and the other one is he's like, fuck this noise, I'm done. Well, so remember, like he says, my secret is I'm always angry. Right. I think there was a... Uh, and I think they maybe handled a little too subtlety, right? right? Or subtly. I think there was the shit's fucked up and I can't control changing or not, right. and, and then he lost control, versus the the change of... I'm pissed and I'm bringing this shit on and, right. and I've got something to let my rage out on, which is these bad... I, you know See, what I mean? That, that was kind of what I a, thought they were going for, but I thought it was handled, like, not in an effective way. Yeah, no, I wish... I And I almost wish they'd have just been like... Because at the end of the uh, Ed Norton movie, they made it look like, oh, he's got control of the Hulk now. Like, he can right. actually... He's going to have the ability to transform and control it, which is just... That's that's my favorite Hulk. Like, in the comic yeah. books, I liked it when, like, the Hulk is Bruce Banner, but he's just a bad motherfucker and, right. can, you know, like, whatever. See, um, I, I kind of think that... and it, But there was still, like, he's still a little out of control because remember there's yeah. that scene where they, they beat up, like, all the bad guys and then he punched Thor, <laughs> which was... Which was funny also. I don't think he was out of control there. I think he was uh, right on the just, money. Just fucking around with <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Because, you know, what are you going to do to Thor? It's not like you're going to hurt yeah. him. But, yeah, the, the thing that I think is kind of interesting, and I think they could probably do pretty well with uh, Mark Ruffalo, is do a kind of uh, Jekyll and Hyde type approach, like uh, from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. Get a little more. I, which I saw recently again, but I didn't really, I don't really pay enough attention. It's so, in, in the movie, the kind of way they approach this problem is that. Uh, Hyde is looking to come out almost all the time and do whatever Hyde wants. Right. And Jekyll's looking to only release Hyde at specific times. And, like, there's kind of a redemption on both sides where Hyde doesn't have to be um, a complete and total asshole all the time. Right. And Jekyll doesn't have to be a dad and they can kind of merge. Like, he lets him out a little bit more if you're going to be responsible. Yeah, exactly. And they had a really kind of cool thing where, like, uh, Jekyll's seeing Hyde in mirrors and reflections and stuff so they can kind of have a conversation they can have an internal conversation, but have an external visualization, so the audience is there with them. Did you? So, do you like that movie better or worse than Thor? <sighs> well, <laughs> I'm just so the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen wasn't even that great of a movie. I know that's, that's where I'm wondering, <laughs> like, like how. Because so here's the thing: I'm willing to watch a movie and pull the elements out of it that I think they did well on. Yeah, and that was the, about the only thing I thought they did well on. They, yeah. it was that run by Tim Burton, by the way. I don't think so, but I can it see why you Tim think, Burton. Yeah, to me. that uh, movie should have been better. I think. I completely like, yeah. If you have uh, um, Sean Connery, who yeah. let's go ahead and recognize that dude's in some awesome movies, yeah, but he's also in some shitty movies, yeah, <laughs> like uh, Highlander yeah. 2. Uh, uh, yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, but Sean Connery can do well. Um, they had um, oh, um, the chick from the Femme Nikita, the TV series, the chick who was the vampire chick, yeah, yeah, um, and then whoever was playing uh, 
Dorian Gray did an awesome job. Uh, yeah. Um, the the Nemo was a little stiff. Yeah, the I like the invisible guy. <laughs> was that Jason Statham? <laughs> I don't know who it was. He's he, yeah. It, I would not have been surprised if it was Jason Statham, but probably wasn't. Um, but yeah, he would play that kind of character. It was good. Yeah. Uh, back to the Avengers. There was the one scene uh, where uh, Black Widow was interrogating Loki. She came in, yeah, and, and it looked like, like it was going to be all like, oh, really, you guys are going to do this? And then they turned it around, and it was uh, well, it, and it was good. It was like, oh, she snapped. Nah, she she owned him. Yeah, and the funny thing was, is like they early on in the movie, they obviously had a precursor or a foreshadowing of that where yeah. she's interrogating somebody while tied to a chair. Yeah. I, I thought her character was awesome, actually, because cause it's kind of like in the comics, I've always been like, Black Widow, whatever. But So uh, here's the well, problem I had with, uh, like, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Captain America. Yeah. Awesome. Like, Black Widow did a great job of being a spy. Yeah. But when you have big flying space aliens and three of you fly off and you drop the other three on the ground to stand there, yeah, Th- there's that's a, a little ghetto. I know it's a little hard to justify. Like, okay, wait, you got you got Hulk and Iron Man and Thor who are just incredibly powerful, yeah. and then you, you got, got Hawkeye trying a to guy shoot who people can in shoot the eye. arrows. Yeah, who seemed who, to, he, he shot arrows really he well. He shot arrows really well, and I kind of dug like his little uh, like in his uh, quiver, like where it would like. Mount the, mount the uh, right the, head for yeah, whatever. Yeah, I thought for. that was kind of cool because I was always like Hawkeye and Hawkeye and Green Arrow both. Like, but you just reached back in this bag of like five hundred arrows and you pulled out the one that you wanted. Like, yep. how that doesn't make sense. Whereas you know, hey, I, it, it, having some kind of thing the, that controls it and it sets it and it, it makes it. Yeah, yeah, that was actually pretty slick. No, like Hawkeye's character and Black Widow's character, I think um, it, it's a level of what you're looking to use them for, right? Yeah. Because I think both of those would do good in a kind of uh, uh, cloak and dagger type yeah. movie, but this wasn't a cloak and dagger movie. This was a you know so big scary they, bad guy. They should have brought in Giant Man and uh, the Wasp well, they, instead. <laughs> yeah, they could have brought. There's plenty of Avengers out there, right? Yeah, they could have brought Spider Man in, Captain Marvel. <laughs> I, I'm not sure which one. There's like five. <laughs> yeah, I um, would be awesome if they did a Spider-Man Avengers crossover. Yeah, that would be great. Point. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, so I saw the obviously they Spider-Man's really just an honorary member of the Avengers, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, but he's in there still. Yeah. Um, the uh, I saw the trailer for the they new could bring in Power Man. <laughs> Sweet, Luke Cage. You are picking some of the worst <laughs> people from the Marvel in the canon Iron Fist. ever. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I, I kind of like the direction they're going with the new Spider-Man movie. It looks like it could be a lot more fun. I'm 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 on board with that. I think it looks good. Yeah. the The only thing I'm not sure that I'm a fan of necessarily was the uh, kind of unrealistic aspect of the web slinging scenes. Yeah, you said it, you thought it felt a little too cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. You know what looks awesome though? What's uh, that? The other preview that we saw, Prometheus. And I know everybody's going on about Prometheus about how. Uh, and you're looking, it's the oh, Aliens yeah, the, precursor. Right. The. Yeah. Right. 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 I actually want to. It makes me want to go back and watch the entire Aliens. Uh, quadrilogy, whatever. Uh, Quartet. Yeah, again, and just to kind of like prep for it because there's things I don't remember. Like it's been a while since I've seen uh, the original Alien. Now you're like, going to watch Aliens where, like, versus Predator? Uh, How about... Uh, well, I'll watch Aliens versus Predator and Alien and Predators. I will not watch Aliens versus Predator Requiem, which was an awful movie. Was that the one with uh, the chick that steals shit? Uh, I don't know. It's the one where... so after, Winona Ryder. Uh no 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 so that was, <laughs> Aliens Resurrection okay, um 
So, so here's the thing. You probably never saw Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Hopefully nobody sees it, because again, awful movie. Uh, Aliens Is versus that a store? No, no, no. <laughs> it's like uh, an Ed Wood movie. So, oh, wow. <laughs> maybe not quite that bad, but so Aliens vs. Predator came out. That was the one where they're all down in the Antarctic and, and right. uh, whatever. It was a little hokey, but I thought it was a fun movie. It's not a great movie, but it was good. And then immediately after, somebody decided, hey, let's make Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, which was going to be this, uh, I don't know, kind of sequel to it. But it was like, uh, okay, we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to base it in this Colorado town. It wasn't South Park. And uh, and it's going to be like, and it was more of like almost a horror flick with like, uh, I remember like scenes of like these kids like hanging out at the party and the alien comes and kills them and then there's in this aliens in the sewer and the predators are hunting them and then the army came. It was awful, awful, awful movie. Cinematography was awful. It was all dark. You couldn't tell what was going on through half of it. Right. I recommend this movie to no one. I give it two thumbs down, zero stars. It's awful. Uh, like the only, but, but the rest of the, like the, all the predator movies were good. Predator. Yeah, Predator Two, Aliens vs Predator, and then the Predators movie. Was although, Predators the although one that, Adrian Brody talking like this was a little weird. That's the one that had a. Um, oh God damn it, My Adrian friend, Brody. I don't remember the guy from King Kong. I, I know who Adrian, yeah. Adrian Brody is because he's been in actually some good movies that didn't ever get any acclaim. But yeah. um, the guy from that '70s show. Yes, yes, yes. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. In there. Thank yeah. you. By the way, speaking of people from that 70s show, did you see that Hyde actually is in a new TV show? Uh, wait, uh, which one was Hyde? The one with the, the curly hair? The curly hair, yeah. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, he's in a... I, yeah, I don't remember what it's called. But do you remember <laughs> the um, the uh, valet from Las Vegas? Tall black guy, bald. Him and I Hyde. I have no idea what you're talking about. You see the TV show Las Vegas with no. uh, Jimmy Conn in it? Oh, I've, I saw it a couple times. I was not like... Uh, I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, but uh, Hyde and that guy, Mike was his name on the okay. show, are in a like new TV show with two other guys, and it's like a guy's guy's view on the world. So there's like and guys dating and stuff? Kind of. Yeah, it looks, like a, it looks like that 70s show, but set in a current time with huh. uh, not being the 70s. Yeah, it sounds incredibly interesting. I'm going gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna to have to look that up. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, back to the Avengers, anyway. Uh, totally go see it. Um, yeah, it was a lot better than I, I anticipated. I want to watch it again. I mean, it was it was good. Yeah, I don't want to pay fifteen bucks again, but I'll, I'll I'll watch it again. Speaking of, have you noticed that movie theaters are really bloody expensive? They're, they're crazy expensive, and it's not so bad. Like what we were talking about the other day when before we left, it was cool. It was all I, like because it's just me and you went. I only had yeah. to pay for myself. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fifteen bucks, whatever. And I think it was actually thirteen. Thirteen seventy five. Um, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. Yeah, you don't want Regal to come down and put an yeah. injunction on us. But. Uh, but when I take the whole family, 13 times 4, that's like yeah. 75 bucks. And then, of course, they want popcorn and shit. And uh, yeah. Sorry, it wouldn't actually be that much, but <laughs> I was like, math is apparently not your strong suit this morning. Um, but still, I mean, you know, you're looking at uh, around 50 bucks just to get in. Yeah. And then popcorn, drinks, goobers, whatever. Yeah, because you, you need a 64-ounce drink. You're looking at, for a fa- family of four, you're looking at 75, 80 bucks to go to the movies, which yeah. is... Uh, it's a little bit much. It or is. I can just steal the shit off the internet and watch it on my 55-inch big screen. Which we don't condone. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I don't condone that. I really don't. I don't. Uh, I, I know everybody's got different opinions on that. But, like, I, I kind of feel like I make enough money now. I can pay well, the five bucks at Redbox. The thing is, like, lately, um, 
sitting there watching TV the other night. She was like, hey, can we watch this show? I'm like, I'd rather watch Rise of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And I still haven't seen that yet. I, I hear either. it's good. But um, do you have Prime for Amazon? Uh, I do. It's free right now on instant oh, video. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. I'm on that. I noticed it last night. I was like, holy fuck. If it wasn't midnight already, I'd watch that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching that now. My only problem... Here's my only problem is James that... Franco? No, no, no. I don't have... Because uh, I, I want to watch it on the big screen. And I don't have anything that will connect Amazon Prime to my... Go to Fry's, spend 100 bucks on a Roku. I, I, that's my, my... My only problem, though, is I don't have anything right now that I can do it just free. Yeah, I can, but Fry's I can is like watch 20 it on my PC away. or... or <laughs> I know I don't want to pay 100 bucks to watch Planet of the Apes, though. Um, it's not watching Planet of the Apes. It's watching anything that's available. You could be watching Dirty Jobs. I watch Dirty Jobs a really? lot now. Hmm. Yeah. I, that may actually be just an justification to get and Roku. And then, that's if you want to buy the most um, expensive Roku. I mean, or if I you want to get the uh, cost-effective Roku, I think they're down into the $60 yeah. range. Or I could just watch it on my laptop or one of the two Kindle Fires I've got. Yeah, that would work too. In. So um, I'm actually might watch it on one of the Kindle Fires. I've been so uh, Kindle Fires are awesome for that. Yeah. I, I watched a, a movie last night on mine because before I saw Planet of the Apes was out. It's called Eleven. It's yeah. a time travel movie. That's pretty awesome. Really? It, yeah. It was one of those uh, kind of small budget films. It was filmed all in a single day. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. So uh, I'm like we talked about. I think in episode one of this podcast, um, I got my daughter's got uh, Kindle Fires for uh, for. Christmas. Yep, last year, um, I'm borrowing one of them and reading a book for the first time on on a uh, Kindle Fire. Anything. Oh, nice. That's not an actual book. Uh, and so far, actually, I really like the experience. Yeah, it's even better if you have a real Kindle that doesn't. Not a real Kindle. A uh, a Kindle that doesn't have a backlit screen. Uh, the e ink is really nice. I, I know. Uh, here's my only thing: is that ninety percent of the reading I do is in bed with the lights off. So yeah. I. I like having the backlit screen uh, just because it, it makes it. Uh, my Kindle case has a little LED light that pops out and lights up the page. Oh well, that would that would do yeah. the same thing then. So yeah, um, yeah. So I think we've we've hit our hour and one minute mark now. Hour, one minute, and uh, two minutes coming up right now. Oh yeah, it's very yeah. exciting. So uh, have a good weekend, and we'll uh, see you guys all next week. All right.